the twenty-ninth adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf how hagen and folker sat before kriemhild's hall the two valiant knights hagen of trony and sir dietrich parted and gunther's man looked back for a comrade that he soon espied he saw folker the cunning fiddler by giselher and bid him come with him for well he knew his grim mood he was in all things a warrior bold and good the knight still stood in the court these two alone were seen crossing the yard to a large hall at a distance they feared no man they sat down before the house on a bench opposite kriemhild's chamber their goodly apparel shone bright on their bodies not a few of them that looked were fain to know them the huns gaped at the proud heroes as they had been wild beasts and etzel's wife saw them through a window and was troubled anew she thought on her old wrong and began to weep etzel's men marvelled much what had grieved her so sore she said good knights it is hagen that hath done it then said they to the queen how came it to pass a moment ago we saw thee of good cheer there is no man so bold had he done thee a hurt and thou badest us avenge thee but he should answer for it with his life him that avenged my wrong i would thank evermore all that he asked i would give him i fall at your feet only avenge me on hagen that he lose his life thereupon sixty bold men armed them swiftly and would have gone out with one accord to slay hagen the bold knight and the fiddler for kriemhild's sake but when the queen saw so small a number she spake wrathfully to the heroes think not to withstand hagen with so few stark and bold as is hagen of trony much starker is he that sitteth by him folker the fiddler by name a wicked man ye shall not so lightly overcome them when they heard her word four hundred knights more did on their armour for the queen was eager to do her enemies a hurt soon they came in sore straits when she saw them well armed she said to them stand still a while and wait i will go out to my foes with my crown on hearken while i upbraid hagen of trony gunther's man with what he hath done to me i know him for too proud a knight to deny it after that i care not what befalleth him then the fiddler a bold minstrel saw the queen coming down the stair from the house and said to his comrade now see friend hagen how she that hath falsely bidden us to this land cometh toward us never have i beheld with a king's wife so many men sword in hand as for strife knowest thou friend hagen that they hate thee i counsel thee to look to thy life and thine honour certes it were well methinketh they be wrathful of their mood many among them have shoulders broad enow who would save his life had best do it betimes i ween they wear harness below their silk whereof i hear none declare the meaning but hagen the bold man answered angrily well i know that it is against me they carry their bright weapons in their hands but for all that i will yet ride back to burgundy now say friend folker wilt thou stand by me if kriemhild's men fall on me tell me as thou lovest me to thy service thou wouldst bind me evermore i will help thee truly answered the minstrel if i saw the king coming with all his warriors i would not while i lived stir a foot from thy side through fear god in heaven quit thee noble folker if they fight with me what need i more since thou wilt help me as i have heard thee promise 
these knights had best walk warily now rise we from our seat and let her pass said the minstrel she is a queen do her this honour she is a high-born lady therein we honour ourselves nay as thou lovest me hagen said these knights might deem i did it through fear and thought to fly i will not rise from my seat for any of them it beseemeth us better to sit still shall i show honour to her that hateth me that i will never do so long as i be a living man certes i care little if king etzel's wife misliketh me hagen the overweening man laid a bright weapon across his knee from the hilt whereof shone a flaming jasper greener than grass well kriemhild knew it was siegfried's when she saw the sword her heart was heavy the hilt was of gold the scabber of red broidered silk it minded her on her woe and she began to weep bold hagen i ween had done it a purpose brave folker drew close to him on the bench a stark fiddle-bow mickle and long made like a sword sharp and broad there sat the good knights unafraid they deemed them too high to rise from their seat through fear of any then the noble queen advanced to them and gave them angry greeting she said now tell me sir hagen who sent for thee that thou hast dared to ride into this land wert thou in thy senses thou hast not done it none sent for me answered hagen three knights that i call master were bidden hither i am their liegeman and never yet tarried behind when they rode to a high tide she said now tell me further wherefore didst thou that which hath earned thee my hate thou slewest siegfried my dear husband that i cannot mourn enow to my life's end he answered enough what thou hast said sufficeth it was i hagen that slew siegfried the hero he paid dear for the evil words that kriemhild spake to fair brunhild i deny not mighty queen that i am guilty and the cause of all the mischief avenge it who will man or woman i will not lie i have wrought thee much woe she said ye hear him knights he denieth not the wrong he hath done me i care not how he suffer for it ye men of etzel the proud warriors glanced at each other had there been fighting the two comrades had come off with honour as oft aforetime in strife what the huns had undertaken they durst not perform through fear then said one among them why look ye at me my word was vain i will lose my life for the gifts of no woman king etzel's wife methinketh would undo us then another said i am of thy mind i would not challenge this fiddler for towers full of red gold for much i mislike his fierce glances this hagen too i knew in his youth and need not be told concerning him in two and twenty battles i have seen him he hath given many a woman heart's dole he and the knight of spain rode on many a foray and here by etzel won many victories to the honour of the king wherefore none may deny him praise in those days the knight was a child and they that now are grey were youths now he is grown to a grim man thereto he weareth balmung which he won evilly so they agreed that none should fight whereat the queen grieved bitterly the knights turned away for they feared death from the fiddler and were dismayed how oft will cowards fall back when friend standeth true by friend and he that bethinketh him betimes is delivered from many a snare then said bold folker now have we seen and heard that foemen are around us 
haste we to the court to the kings that none dare fall upon them i will follow said hagen they went where they found the knights still waiting in the courtyard and bold folker began to say to his masters with a loud voice how long will ye stand here to be jostled go in and hear from the king how he is minded toward you the knights bold and good went in pairs the prince of bern took great gunther of burgundy by the hand infried took brave gernot and giselher went in with his father-in-law how so the others walked folker and hagen parted nevermore save once in battle till their death the which gave many a noble woman cause to weep with the kings came their followers a thousand bold men and thereto sixty warriors brought by hagen from his land howart and erring two chosen knights went after the kings hand in hand dankwart and wolfhart a true-hearted man bare them courteously toward them that were present when the prince of rhineland came into the palace etzel waited no longer but sprang up from his seat when he saw them never was fair greeting between kings ye be welcome sir gunther and sir gernot and giselher your brother with true heart i sent my service to you at worms your knights too are welcome each one gladder my wife and i to greet bold folker and also hagen in this land many a message she sent you to the rhine then said hagen of trony i heard them all had i not ridden hither for my master's sake i had come to do thee honour thereupon the host took his dear guests by the hand and led them to the high seat where he himself sat and they hasted and poured out mead morat and wine for the guests in great golden goblets and bade the strangers heartily welcome then said king etzel i tell you truly that nothing in this world had pleased me better than to see you knights here it will ease the queen of mickle heart's dole i marvelled oft what i had done that among the many guests i won to my court ye never came to my land glad am i to see you now whereto rudiger the high-hearted knight answered thou rejoicest with cause for my mistress's kinsmen are men of proven worth and they bring many valiant knights with them it was on a midsummer eve that they came to etzel's court and seldom hath been heard such high greeting as he gave to the heroes then he went merrily to table with them and no host ever entreated guests better meat and drink they had in plenty all that they desired stood ready for them for many marvels had been told of them the rich king had built a great castle at much cost and trouble palaces and towers and chambers without number in a big fortress and thereto a goodly hall he had ordered it to be built long and high and wide by reason of the many knights that flocked to his court without cease twelve great kings were his liegemen and many warriors of much worship he had alway by him more than any king i ever heard of he lived merrily with kinsmen and vassals round him with the joyful tumult of good knights on every side by reason whereof his heart was uplifted end of the twenty-ninth adventure